You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Wednesday edition. Maybe some of you might be listening late Tuesday, a winky Wednesday with our guest, Nicholas Winkler, I want to get his thoughts on what's going on with the 49ers, Jimmy versus Trey Lance, which is all the rage, and what a lot of 49ers fans are talking about, some roster moves. The Niners have a new kicker with Robbie Gold going on injured reserve, and I promise we will get to your Twitter questions, and there are a lot of them, maybe even an email question or two. Who knows if we'll have that much time for those uh, long emails that I get sometimes, but I do appreciate all the emails and the tweets that come our way, even if we don't get to you at BD Peacock on Twitter, at Eric underscore Crocker, and you can find today's guest at Bay Area Wink. Let's bring him on out and start this Winky Wednesday. Nicholas Winkler, come on down! Wink, what's happening, my man? Well, where are you at here on this? We just got to jump right into this because I want your opinions on it. I know you thought about it. I know you've listened to this pod. I know you've pondered the idea of Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Where do you think we are in this? Do you think a healthy Jimmy G should be the starter, or do you think it's time for Trey Lance? Do you think um, maybe an, an, uh, a semi-injured Jimmy G is enough to tilt that to say, okay, healthy Jimmy, I'll go with Jimmy. Maybe if you got a bad calf, you got to be 100% or else I'm going to go with the rookie. I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Where, where do you land on that sliding scale of Jimmy versus Trey right now for the 49ers? Yeah, I mean, obviously you want your quarterback to be healthy, right, and mobile, and especially when you're going up against Chandler Jones. Uh, and you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where if Jimmy can play and Jimmy gets out there and he's elusive and he can move around and he's not stationary, you give Jimmy G the ball. Like, I, I don't think there's any question about that. I think he's earned that. Um, and, and it's not Jimmy's fault that they've lost these two football games. You know, you can't put it all on his shoulders. He, yeah, I, I was excited when Lance was starting the second quarter, the, the second half, just, I'm sure like everyone else out there was because you, you spent a lot, you invested a lot in this kid and you want to see what he's got. And there were moments where, you know, you're like, oh, 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 he's exciting. And, but then there's other moments where, you know, he throws a grounder to George Killer, and you're like, okay, that's why he needs more time. You know, so so for me, obviously, Jimmy's healthy. You get him out there. Even if he's limping a little bit, I think you got you to sit him down, give him another week to get healthy. You got the bye week the week after. I think you, if there's any questions at all, you go Lance and, and you don't look back. Yeah, one more week and then the bye, and I kind of thought that would be a natural point, as most people did. Okay, week six bye, if the 49ers are doing well under Jimmy G, he probably gets to come out of the bye and still be the quarterback. If not, maybe that's when you go to the rookie, um, and it's pretty clear that he hasn't had a ton of practice time as the season started because he looked very raw and even progressed as we watched Sunday because mm-hmm. he was bad. And, like, you can't sugarcoat it. He was a disaster. He was yeah. missing throws that literally, because you, you hear people say that a lot, I could make that throw. Any one of the three of us could have made the throws that he was dropping <laughs> in the flat. Like, I can throw a flat to a tight end and not bounce it three feet in front of him. Um, I can I can go out there and miss um, a wide receiver on a slant by 10 yards, you know. Um, we saw Crocker out there in his Crocs. He could kick a ball closer to the wide receiver than than um, than we than, than Trey Lance did with a couple of those throws. But he, you know, he composed himself and looked a little bit better. So I don't know which Trey is even the real Trey. But one more question here, and I'll start it with you, Crocker. We have not heard from our friend Eric Crocker yet today, and he's got a brand new mic, and I can't wait to see how this thing sounds. It looks real nice on camera. I will say that. Um, 
Croc, do you think that during the bye week you're calling other teams? If you do go to Trey, do you think it's the right thing to maybe try to trade Jimmy Garoppolo? If there's a market for him, like let's say the Dolphins. I saw Ben Roethlisberger, who's been awful and looks completely washed, uh, has an injury, and he might have to sit down. Maybe if the Steelers come calling because they think they're ready with their defense and have a similar formula to what the 49ers had in 2019, that Jimmy Garoppolo could come in and help them. Maybe if a team comes calling or maybe you're calling other teams, do you try to trade Jimmy G at some point in the next couple of weeks? I would not seek out a trade. Right? I wouldn't call other teams to see if they were interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. But if someone called and they offered something good enough, I would definitely have to consider it. Do you think good enough would be just taking his salary and just ending <laughs> the debate, sort of ending the two-quarterback conversation? Because if... Um, if Jimmy G's not there, you can't even think about it. You can't it like, what if John Lynch is like, I know Kyle's going to play Jimmy. I think you should play Trey. Let's just trade Jimmy. I don't think it'd be like that, but I know that's <laughs> happened before in the NFL where GMs have said, nope, you're going to play that guy. Okay. I'm going to trade him. Uh, there's a famous one that I'm blanking on a few years ago. That was a really good one. And, and the GM was right in that case to get rid of the guys. Like, okay. Well, you're going to play my guys. Cause I'm going to trade the other dudes that you, that you won't stop playing. Um, is just the, is just not having a split. I mean, who cares about the fan base if you're if you're Kyle Shanahan, right? But but a split locker room. You know, there might be some guys who think, "Gosh, man, Trey's too good. He's got to be out there." You know, and I think that's where you start to lose uh, the team is if there is a split locker room. Um, do you just is is moving the salary enough? Is just getting the second quarterback out of the equation enough? Croc, you're shaking your head. No, no, I I don't think so. I would actually go with, I liked how Jim Harbaugh did it with Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith, where he said, you know what? I don't know who it. my starter is from week <laughs> to week. And he kind of just mm. kept that going until Colin Kaepernick was like, okay, I, I don't have to go back to Alex Smith. And then he was able to get a second round pick for him. He said uh, yeah. two he, seconds, two he, seconds. Yeah. He, he basically said, we have two starters, right? Yeah. You yeah. like leaned into it even more, Wink. You like that? Do you think Kyle Shanahan should say, ah, oh, you know what? This is a full on competition now. Let's go. This we got two starters. I don't know who we're maybe it depends. Maybe I'll start him one week and him the other week if I think it's better for the game plan. That would be kind of wild. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo wins in this league, and that is tough to do. There's a lot of teams out there that need quarterbacks. And yeah, I, I don't think just giving up his salary is enough because the 49ers are are okay with eating it this season. They made that abundantly clear. I don't think they'll eat it again next year. You know, maybe in the offseason we're singing a different tune here. But, no, I'm with Croc. I don't think you go and seek anything out. If somebody comes and is like, yeah, hey, I got a second-round pick. You know, I got a third-round pick even. You might you might definitely listen to that because, yeah, Trey Lance, like you said, we, we watched it before our eyes. We saw the kids start to figure it out. You know, we saw he got a little more comfortable in the pocket. He, he started stepping up. He started making plays with his legs. Like, he really looks the part. And uh, I'd like to see what a whole week of – practicing with the ones and just getting a whole game plan ready for him looks like and maybe we're going to get that this weekend a lot of fans think that maybe even kyle shanahan should be on the hot seat do you buy that wink or do you think that's just some fans that were mad you know the day after a game because we're you know listening to this podcast on wednesday morning and i'm already sensing it here tuesday evening while we're recording um there's been uh some you know some fans that sort of have gone through the whole emotion of what happens during a loss and, and what happens, who to blame and who pointing fingers and you come back and you have a couple sleeps and you're like, okay, let's, let's get back to this. And maybe, and maybe you're not kind of on the, on the ledge as some fans were after the second straight loss to the Seahawks. 
for those fans, let me just throw a couple names out there for you. Just a, a <laughs> reminder for you. Maybe a Chip Kelly, a Jim Tom Sula. Do you do you want to talk about guys like that? Do you remember Dennis Erickson? Guys, Mike Nolan. Like, we've been through a lot of tough times. Kyle Shanahan is not the problem here. He is not the reason the 49ers are losing. If, the, if there's a reason right now that I got to say that why the 49ers are losing, and I hate to do it because it happens to every team, it just seems like it happens to the 49ers more. It's injuries, man. It's it's been injuries from the beginning. It's the secondary. It's the fact that they're you know down to their you know they've lost how many guys in their secondary. They lose their left tackle. They lose their quarterback. They lose their kicker before the start of the game. Like they're on their fourth running back. Like it it just that is tough to overcome. That's not Kyle's fault. Like none of that goes on Kyle Shanahan. The 49ers defense got five straight three announced to start the game. That was great. Seven points in the first half. So <laughs> I think great. some of that has to go on Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, he can't skate. Kyle Shanahan can't skate criticism. The question is, how much of it is his fault? What can he do differently? What does he need to learn from everything, right? And 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 I would wonder if there's a if he's got some sort of a problem with developing talent, right? Because everything he's everything he's inherited in the past is what worked for him. And he didn't really make anybody. He hasn't made a lot of players better on offense since he showed up in 2017. It's got to be a little bit worrisome. Three straight games, only only scoring a touchdown in the first half. Like that. That's that's tough to win like that. And that that's his mm -hmm. offense. Right. And five years of with adding the, talent to quarterback right. that he wants to play. Sure. And a lot of the offensive guys except for Raheem Mostert. Well, I mean, yeah, that that's easy to, to say that it's all, you know, it, it's not Kyle's fault, right? You, you can say that because Kyle's not out there making the plays. He's not out there dropping balls. He's not out there overthrowing guys, throwing picks across the middle. Like, yeah, you could say that he puts Jimmy in there and Jimmy's the reason why that's happening. But, you know, maybe it's because all of a sudden his right, you know, right guard or his center who's getting blown up again. Mac looked bad again. Like, I've just... I don't know, man. I just – I don't know if he has the talent. And maybe it is an evaluation thing, but do, does that go on Kyle or does that go, you know, on the front office, the guys that are putting the guys out there? Like, I, don't, I, I just – when I look at my head coach, I love that it's Kyle Shanahan. I, I just – I've been through so many bad guys over the last 15, 20 years as a 49er fan that to say it's on Kyle Shanahan, ah, that just seems ridiculous. I have a feeling Croc's going to say, yeah, the Kyle Shanahan, he's at the top of the pyramid. He's in charge of the roster. He fills out the depth chart. So if you're blaming the players, you still have to, it, ha it comes back eventually to Kyle Shanahan. He's in charge of this thing. It's been five years. So uh, W's is what matters right now. The 49ers do not have a losing record this year. They are at 500. So uh, this is a huge week against the Arizona Cardinals. I want to go to the listeners because there's a lot of questions out there, a lot of good questions. I want to get to some of those for myself, Croc and Wink next. There's a good chance if you're listening to this podcast, you are somebody who drives in their car and gets gas. And if that is you, then you got to check out the Get Upside app. Listeners are making up to 25 cents on every gallon of gas every time they fill up after downloading the Get Upside app. Just download the free app, promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. So that's 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. It's super easy. Use the app. It tells you which gas stations nearby are partners. Fill her up. Cash back on those gallons of gas. It's super simple and a win-win for everybody. Just use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. 
You cash out anytime you want, bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. I have a question actually for you guys before we get to these listener questions. Wink, you referenced some past coaches. <laughs> Did Jim Tom Sula fart in that press conference? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Crocs? We all fart. Like, I don't know why it was a big deal. Like, just own it, man. <laughs> Not on micro. I've I've never farted into a microphone, I will say. <laughs> as hard as that is to believe. Croc, I wonder how farts sound on that brand new microphone you got. Because yeah, the voice sounds it. nice. I, I don't want to find out. <laughs> yeah, on purpose or by accident. Oh, okay, uh, some real quick roster news for the 49ers. Robbie Gold went on injured reserve. They have signed kicker Joey Sly. What Yoked. is he? Four for five. Four for five on field goals for the Houston Texans this year. I think I saw somewhere he was seven of eight. So he's missed one field goal, missed one PAT so far for the Texans. Uh, and he's built. Yeah. The picture I saw of the guy looks cannons. like a fullback. Yeah. Uh, so Joey Sly is the 49ers kicker for the time being. So the 49ers, unless Joey Sly gets hurt five minutes before game time, 49ers mm-hmm. won't have Mitch Wishnowski, the punter out there, kicking for him this week. So that will help, I think. Um you think they'll have Trent Cannon returning kicks? Oh, hey, uh, Simba Webster just got waived Ooh. by the Bears, who the, I yeah. think the 49ers planned to bring back. But I think part of having Cannon back there and not elevating someone like Travis Benjamin already is that Cannon is a backup running back, and they've been so banged up at running back, they need him to be both a reserve running back and a kick return guy. But seeing him with the, come on, man, you got to know the rules at this point. If you're going to be a special teams gunner, you can't roll into the end zone with the ball. And Mm. instead of downing it on the two-yard line, it comes out to the 25. And obviously, you start fumbling returns, and you get yanked pretty darn quick. So I wouldn't be surprised if Simba Webster gets signed by the 49ers and claimed off waivers, or if Travis Benjamin gets elevated or something like that, especially if they have enough running backs and someone like Elijah Mitchell's ready to go. So we'll find out if those things are to come. Uh, they did make some moves at tight end and running back. Carry on Johnson never got to carry the ball for the 49ers has now been released from the practice squad along with linebacker Curtis Bolton and running back Chris Thompson uh, signed to the practice squad linebacker Terrell Adams and our old buddy tight end Jordan Matthews along with wide receiver Connor Weddington. So I don't know what impact, if any, any of those guys will have, but that is what has happened with the 49ers practice squad and with Joey Sly on the big roster as your temporary kicker for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, G Sean on Twitter says, can y'all do one episode of what 49ers are doing right? Asking for a friend. (laughs) I think he's asking for himself. Uh, I think we do that every single episode, especially post game when we give out game balls, right? Um, I think there was a lot of negative yesterday just because of the whole situation with the quarterbacks and, and Crocker and I had to give Kyle Shanahan, you know, a little bit of uh, criticism for a lack of numerous things. I think with the 49ers and the 49ers fans out there probably expect this team to be better than two and two right now, but it's not a disaster season so far right now. We'll see what happens at quarterback. Um, I would say positives so far this season. We can each, we're can we not going to do a full pod, podcast on just positives. You're not going to blow smoke up, you know what. Uh, I'll say here's one positive. The 49ers found themselves a backup holder in Kyle Juszczyk. He looked real good. I was a holder as a fullback in high school, man. I get it. You, 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 were an OW. you were an OW before your time. 
We didn't miss a single PAT all season. We never attempted a field goal, but we didn't miss any PATs. Boom. Okay. <laughs> See, I think that's where Kyle Shanahan needs to take a a page out of your playbook. Let the fullback hold. You got trick plays. <laughs> Up the wazoo when your fullback's the holder, right, instead of the punter, and just never kick. Go for it on I was a little down. bummed that my long snapper was so good I never got to do it, run a fire play. I was ready. Scramble out. You're like, please bounce up. this to me so I could take off. I was ready. I think the defense has been really good. Not that I've, I felt like I've pointed that out, man, but the defense, mm. I, I've been pleasantly surprised. I don't even want to say surprised, but I've liked what I've seen from D'Amico Ryan's. In really every single game. Now he finished the one game against the Lions ugly, and obviously, the, kind of faded in every game. The 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 Packers marched down the field, but I think like when you look at last game, certain things that happened. I mean, you you had think about even in the Packers game, how many short fields they got right. They yeah. had Garoppolo throw the ball backwards. Defense was able to you know stop some stuff right there. You mm-hmm. you had uh, the interception from Jimmy Garoppolo that put the other team in scoring position. I think between those two drives right there, they only got three points that the Philadelphia Eagles, they had some big plays, but the team tightened down yeah. in the red zone and stopped a lot. So, I mean, they've shown again, came out against Seahawks, held them to seven points in the first half five straight three and outs. So, like that is extremely impressive. I don't think I've ever seen that from a 49ers defense. So they've done some things that are really good. Now, the negative thing, I think the offense hasn't done anything to, really help out the defense. I think that's why you see the defense fade, too. They come out yep. like gangbusters. They're on fire. The offense doesn't do their job, puts the defense out there too much, and it's just hard to keep that intensity up for four quarters for 60 minutes when your offense isn't putting together longer drives and keeping you off the field, especially against oh. a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson. We say that, though, but how many long drives did Jimmy G have You know, early in the season? The, the first couple games, I remember seeing like a 14, 15-play drive, you know? They didn't have anything like that against Seattle, you know. And, and let's let's not get too down on the 49ers being a two and two. Also, I mean, you lose to Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Like, guys, those are two of probably the best quarterbacks playing the game right now. Might, may both go down as two of the best ever, you know, if they keep this up for a few more years. So it's a couple tough losses. I, I like what the defense has been doing early. They've been fading late, and probably because of what you said. I I got to look if I'm excited about anything. It's Debo Samuel. Like you talk about a guy who's just lighting it up right now he's leading the league and receiving the guy's taking hits he's Dead. making catches like and, and it's been one of those things where we've seen flashes of it in the past right we're like oh deep and then he's hurt and then he's hurt and then he's hurt and it's like knock on wood you know i don't want to see it happen again but that's to me has been the brightest point of the 49ers so far and he returned the kick yeah that was awesome maybe was they, so excited. maybe they don't need to elevate another kicker or claim symbol webster or a kick returner or claim symbol yeah. webster or anybody just put Debo and Ayuk back there and get the ball in Ayuk's hands if you're not going to use him as a receiver. Maybe try – he hasn't really done much as a punt returner. I kind of expected a little bit more there from him. Uh, but maybe as a kick returner, he'll have a little bit more runway and that'll help him out. I don't know. Did you <laughs> – what about that play where he said, you know what, I'm going for it. I'm hitting this seam on this punt return, whether it's there or not, and just getting his yeah. helmet knocked off. Wow. You got to like it, right? He's Love He it. knows that he's kind of in the doghouse right now, so that's going to endear you to your coach and your teammates. A one point crock about the defense too is I thought Jason Verrett, and obviously you'd rather have Verrett in there. And uh, as Kruger on Twitter today pointed out, probably hurt him a little bit more against the the Packers than than maybe against the Seahawks. But I think the as banged up as they've been at corner, it hasn't hurt him as bad as I expected, and it could still come back to bite him a little bit more. But I thought the the reserve corners and the guys that are filling in there have done pretty well, and it probably points to the defensive line playing well and the safeties playing well, right? 
everybody points out the cornerbacks as being like, oh, just huge weakness and the corners are terrible, get new corners. And I'm looking at the games, and I'm like, the corners have not been the issue <laughs> at all. I mean, now there has been there have been the the pass interference here and there. And you would like to get that out of there. I mean, you can credit one of those to Fred Warner, who's the best player on the defense. But the cornerbacks feel like they've they've played very well. They've been challenging receivers. I mean, outside of trying to defend Deion, De, uh, Devontae Adams all game and different things that he does. But I thought the cornerbacks, they've played very well, in my opinion. Did you hear D'Amico Ryans, and I think Kyle Shanahan also talked about this, how at the end of the Packers game, he did, had no problem. I think it was Kyle talking about D'Amico's calls and said, no, I, I liked his calls. The calls were fine, but they were playing the wrong technique and they weren't playing the right leverage with the the corners late in the game, right? It it was D'Amador Lenore. Mm. So on that last one, on the first one, I think they did everything right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just threw it right over the tip of, of, of Warner, Warner's, Warner's hand. hand. Yeah. But on that last one, they played two men. Right now, in two man, you're supposed to trail and bracket a guy. We saw that on the interception by Derwin James in the Raiders versus uh, Chargers game. If you guys saw that, yep. how Derwin trailed uh, uh, Waller, and once he cut out, he un- he cut underneath him because he had help over the top. Mm-hmm. Hufunga and Diamador Lenore were supposed to bracket Devontae Adams. So you're supposed to have Diamador Lenore get in a trail position, even from off. You can do it from off. You can do it from press, but just. Let him go by you, get in the trail position, and undercut Devontae Adams. If, I mean, if, yeah, if he goes left or he goes right, just undercut it. And then you have Hufunga over the top, so can't beat you. Well, for whatever reason, D'Amador Lenore played on top of him and had Hufunga right behind him mm-hmm. and was like outside shade. So when Devontae Adams cut in, you just weren't there to undercut mm-hmm. the right. It, it, was, it was terrible. It was terrible. That was the issue on that play. The call was right. And if you look at the other side of the field on that same play, look at uh, uh, Emmanuel Mosley. He played the coverage extremely well. He was just on the on the wrong side, I guess. Rookie mistake. Yeah, rookie mistakes. That's why we've given Mosley a couple of game balls in two games. He's played yeah. two games. He's got two game balls so far. Mosley's been yeah. pretty awesome for the 49ers at corner. Um, I want to shout out Rebecca on Twitter. She says, I got a Twitter account just to talk to you specifically. Been a 49ers fan since the early days, Keysar Stadium, and love listening to you and Croc. Have to say it, though. You boys are pretty jaded. Do you know how lucky you are to have this job? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she's, she's feeling some negativity from us. I, I think there was some negativity in that last podcast on Tuesday. Uh, so I understand that. Uh, we are lucky to have this job. I think it's equally earned uh, with some luck on the side, right? Um, but no, we're, we're happy to have the listeners we have. We're happy to be able to talk 49ers for you guys every single day. And then she has a question directed to you, Croc. Says, uh, my concerns are bigger than Kyle. I think Jed York has shown a bias for pedigree over talent. Hate to say it, but it's a pretty entitled group over there in the coach's box. What do you guys think? Um, hmm. And, and I, I could see that. Jed is a little bit of a big game hunter, aside from the Jim Tom Sula hire which he kind of forced, and it was supposed to be Fangio, and Fangio didn't want to have Tom Sula as the defensive coordinator or something like that, right? I think I'm remembering the story correctly. And then it ended up being Chip Kelly, who was kind of a big fish at the time. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, obviously a big name at the time, especially in the Bay Area at Stanford, too. And then Kyle Shanahan, you know, Shanahan, his dad coached with the 49ers. His dad was a... um, 
you know, a, a, a Super Bowl winning head coach. And then Kyle that year led the best offense we'd seen in a while with the Falcons. And so, yeah, I think Jed, but I think a lot of owners are like that. You want the big yeah. fish. You want to you make with the, hot the big hire. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, it goes back even further than that for the 49ers too, right? I mean, you go back to Singletary, you're talking about Hall of Fame, you know, one of the most recognizable mm-hmm. players in the NFL history. And Mike Nolan, who at the time was a super hot defensive coordinator, you know? so And his yeah, dad coached it, for the Niners. So a lot of name value and name recognition there. Right. And in the middle of all that, Jim Tom Sula farted into a microphone. Yeah. One of my favorite <laughs> moments. That uh, right up there with Adam Gase's press conference, like those two at the top. <laughs> Yeah, have we ever gotten any answers? What was really going on with Adam Gase in that? Because that was kind of weird. Oh, that's frightening. He's just a weirdo. I think part of it is right. just being uncomfortable. He's like trying <laughs> not to look, right trying not to look like directly at anybody's eyes, and then you start thinking, okay, what am I looking at? Okay, focus on this. Okay, now focus on this, and then uh, maybe drugs. I have no idea. But, um, bad sign. Croc's from got the start it down. Point. He's done that before. Bad sign from the start. All right, more of your questions coming up on this Winky Wednesday. Whether it's specialty flavors like the new marshmallowy puff built bars or the recently released cookie dough chunk or all of their original flavors, peanut butter being my favorite, cherry barcia has actually grown on me quite a bit as well as has mint brownie. I always like anything sweet that involves mint. Double chocolate, salted caramel, or coconut, whatever your flavor, there's something for everyone at Built. Dot com high in protein and low in sugar and all the good things you want in a snack and 15% cheaper because you are a listener to this podcast. Just use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Not sure what flavor you want to get a box of. We'll get a mix box. Maybe you skipped lunch before or after a workout. Maybe you need a pick me up. Maybe uh, just a quick bite before the back nine. Again, that's 15% off promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Such a fun month for sports with the NBA and NHL starting back up, Major League Baseball playoffs, and of course, NFL, college football in full swing. And you can get in on all of that action at BetOnline.ag. And using promo code LOCKEDON, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football, and you can even play your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Locked on, that's promo code locked on at Bet Online where the game starts. Speaking of coaches, you seen all this Urban Meyer stuff? Oof. Not a good situation. When your owner ha- like, and that's the thing to remind 49ers fans, like, when your ownership has to make a statement four games into your tenure, like, things could be much worse yeah. for the 49ers than being two and two right now with a pretty good roster and, you know, a decision between a veteran quarterback that's won a bunch of games or a rookie quarterback that's super talented. They just drafted number three overall. So, yeah, um, it, it could be a lot worse. So always remember that. You guys follow NFL memes on Twitter because there's a good one about it. He's like, Urban Meyer's always had trouble, like, picking the wrong tight end, and it's like – you know, Aaron, uh, oh, yeah. Aaron Hernandez, and then Tim Tebow, and then the, the girl dancing yeah. with him. The, the the female that is not his wife? The quote-unquote co-ed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has oh, made yeah. a lot of bad decisions. Dude, I mean, yes. starting off with the – remember the uh, – 
the strength and conditioning coach that he fired oh, the next day. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. That was his first hire. It was like his yeah. first hires were Trent Balky as GM and that guy. Mm. And then he he drafted Travis Etienne in the first round after having yeah. uh, Robinson run for uh, yeah, run for a thousand yards. Yeah, as a undrafted rookie free agent. So you got your running back. You're solid. Drafted Etienne first round. Then said, you know what? We're not going to put you at running back. We're going to play you at receiver. It's like what are, what are you doing? And then drafting Trent, a first Tim round Tebow. running back anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a lot of weird things. And now they're on <laughs> four. Oh, which is weird to me because I actually think that they have a pretty talented roster not like a 49ers or anything like that but just you know oh they could have beat the Bengals serviceable. They, they got weapons they got guys yeah. they got running back they got the the you know franchise changing quarterback and some defenders and doesn't matter they suck mm-hmm. was it 19 straight losses right now is that where they're at yeah the last time they won was game one last year oof yeah the Tebow thing is insane then they traded their first rounder from last year CJ Henderson, which seems absurd for what they got back because he's too talented, even if, you know, not not worth it with what he could be. Anyway, all right, we got to move on. We're not talking about the Jaguars anymore here. Um, this one from Cody Blue Carp. He says, hey guys, hey, guys, is there any chance that maybe Shanahan's hands are tied with Lance? Like, could Jed or Lynch maybe make a promise to use Jimmy for everything while we're paying him or some other factor that's out of his hands? No, absolutely not. Uh, I, I think yeah. it's it's for sure Kyle's decision all the way. And there's probably some conversations, mm-hmm. and, and they probably planned a lot of this. And, and obviously, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan uh, went to ownership, and they planned for this to be the case. Like, this is this was planned out in March before they made the trade to keep Jimmy G and, and play him while they had this rookie quarterback. So this is not a new situation. Now, is are they going to – since they made that decision early, you could ask the question, are they too slow to deviate from their plan? And maybe that could be a possibility. Well, I think we find out this weekend, right? I mean, I mm-hmm. think this is the perfect opportunity that if you do feel uncomfortable with your original decision, like, here you go. You got the cap straight. You put him in there. He plays well. You say, we got two weeks to, to you know, really implement an offense for this kid, and he's our quarterback going forward. And Kyle's, Kyle's already painted himself into a corner. He can't change his mind because he's just talking about last week how Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter. And the right. other guy's the backup. There's two quarterbacks. One's a starter. One's a backup. Period. So if Jimmy's healthy enough to play, he's going to play. That's the way it's. That's the way it's going to go. That's the way Kyle Shanahan has spoken about it the entire time. So I'd be blown away if Trey plays in any other scenario except the one that Jimmy Garoppolo is not active, or is maybe healthy enough to just be emergency active and not play. But that, mm-hmm. that's yeah. The injury is the only way. And they had to know. They had to have plans for Jimmy Garoppolo to be injured. They can't be surprised that Raheem Mostert got hurt. They can't be surprised that Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. They can't be surprised True. that Verrett got hurt, right? So there, there's some there's some planning issues here with the 49ers. Um, Greg says, I feel Kyle is more afraid to lose than has a desire to win. And yes, Locked On is my first pod I listen to every morning. So I appreciate that, Greg. Thank you very much. Croc, what do you think? He's more afraid to lose than his desire to win. Does he not go for it? Uh, I mean, that's kind of my motto on life. Like, you have to hate losing more than you love winning, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I do think he goes about it that way, where he does not want to lose. I think high level people like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady would probably have that same outlook, right? Whatever yeah. it takes, right? Whatever it takes are, to win. Are you putting me in the same category yeah. as those guys? Well, it's I, it's I the, we the order. Yeah. It, I mean, some people might argue about the order. To me, it goes Jordan, Brady, Crocker. It's debatable. Yeah. You mix them up. 
Crocker and Crocs immediately goes to number one, though. Hey, I'm not going to lie. That was the best thing that happened on Sunday was watching you <laughs> kick a field goal. <laughs> or, or Monday, whatever it was. Whatever day it was, it cheered me up. I'll tell you that much. Did you do yeah. another one this morning, Croc? I did not. Okay. I did not. I want to see you hit, I want to see you hit that 15 yarder, man. I know I got <laughs> get get those crocs in sport mode. Be like those old guys when they take their foot and shoe out, you know, they're just kicking barefoot. Yeah, barefoot, oh, just no. toe bash it. I tried to do so, that when I was a kid. I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, I did that when foot. I was a kid too. It's not it's yeah. not a good situation. Um I I don't understand Crocs as a shoe. <laughs> can you help me out? Are well, they like, super shoe, comfortable? Right? They look ridiculous. Um, like I can see it like by the pool where you don't need to wear socks, but like as like a full on, I'm gonna go outside and wear Crocs and go into the world. Like that's <laughs> that's weird. It's a weird decision. Well, I, I started wearing them because I had like plantar's fasciitis, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. in my heel this burning sensation so and i always wear vans all the time so i'm like maybe that's part of the problem let me just go get some of these crocs or whatever they're supposed to be comfortable for people that stand around all day mm-hmm. and i haven't gone back since i love them i could see that if you if, if you're in a profession or you're in a job where you got to be standing a lot and they got a little you see like in there. supermarket checkers i've seen wear mm-hmm. those a lot yeah but they make really nice shoes for folks in like the restaurant injury uh, industry that aren't yeah that aren't Crocs that look like normal shoes that are shoes well, for crews man the the, the <laughs> yeah. Crocs too don't they know, also they, they make these charms they they put these charms on there and you can like get your name spelled out or calls your numbers all these different things so my kids got really some like that that light trendy. up oh they light I up I don't know I don't and, know. Yeah. I also never realized, Croc, until you kicked that field goal, that there's a sport mode. So that kind of changes things. <laughs> People laughed at that, but I was dead serious. <laughs> How about this one? We're, we're talking a lot about coaching today. So let's, let's wrap up the coaching conversation here with this one from Juice TD, 49ers barbecue lover on Twitter. He says, I've been a, I, he said, I've never been a sports coach, but I have extensive top-level leadership experience. And I can say that changing the team leader is more about the team dynamic than it's about what people outside the organization feel, want, think. Not as simple as yank and replace. If and when you make the change, your team members need to see without a doubt that you made the right choice at the right time. Not knee-jerk, not out of fear, but when it's the right time with the right person, it can build or break confidence in you as the team CEO. So obviously he's talking here about when and if Kyle Shanahan makes the decision to go from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance. And it's actually a really good point. The locker room will kind of tell you, right? And the locker room Mm. will know. And at some point the locker room is going to be like, look, Trey's better than Jimmy. You got to make this switch. And if the locker room feels like you made a switch to a rookie quarterback who's not ready to play and is hurting their chances of winning games, that's going to hurt you as, as the head coach. Yeah, I, I hear what he's saying as somebody who's a general manager. I have 70 employees, you know, and, and I've also managed financial institutions, you know, like I've been in charge and you got to know your people. That's the most important thing. You got to know what they need, who they want around them, too. You're talking about the quarterback of a football team. That's your leader out there. You know, and if you if you're telling everyone, no, no, this is our leader and they're telling you it's somebody else like you're a, a bad person in charge. So, yeah, you like you said, the locker room will tell you. Crock, you agree? No. Yeah, no, I, I, he I wants agree. Trey Lance. With, with Nick said, the, the locker room, the yeah. locker room will tell you. 
And the fans will tell you. So, <laughs> bitch, Jimmy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, the fans 100% will tell you. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough for the fans. It's a tough situation to be in, in for the fans. We know. There, there are some, you don't really get the full, full yeah. picture. And you have to trust your head coach is going to make the right decision for the team. But you do have to develop Trey Lance, right? Like You do. Like making Trey Lance as good as possible in 2022, 2023, that is kind of more important than this next week's win, even though it's hard to put aside a week's win. And so that's the dicey situation. You know, you're weighing, you're weighing both of those if you're a head coach. It's a division rival, too. If the 49ers beat the Cardinals or in three and two, I think most people would have said, cool, three and two going into the bye. That's fine. It's a good place to be. Right? Yeah. And especially and now, and seeing, what, seeing what the Cardinals' resume is, beating the Rams, this is a huge win for the 49ers if they're able to pull this off. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Murray terrifies me. <laughs> he's, he's been a, terrifying he's me. A, I, I know. know. When, when he was getting drafted and Oof. it was like, well, I, I want Nick Bosa. But I don't want Arizona to have Kyle yeah. Murray. Yeah. That was when those kind of rumors were going. I was like, are they really going to do this? And they did it. And I was like, oh, man. Mm. You already got Russell Wilson. You have to chase around. And this dude, Kyle Murray, he's even more dynamic as a runner. Yeah, shorter, faster version. Little video game. He's uh, he's Mario before he eats the mushroom and gets big. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Trey Lance. If we do see Trey Lance... Wink, which Trey Lance do you think we're going to see? The guy that was missing people by 10 feet? The guy that we saw at the end of the game? Are we going to see a, a dynamic runner? What, what kind of a vibe do you feel like? Who's Trey Lance right now? I think it's going to be a little bit easier for him uh, because he did get that second half at home in front of the fans. You know, I think it's going to be they, – they talk about, oh, it's going to be a lot harder on the road, this and that. I don't know. You know, it, it'll be loud, but I think that, you know, these these guys are used to playing with loud, you know. They, I think it's going to be more instinctive for him. You kind of saw that in the second half too. You know, I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I hope he is the starter this weekend because uh, you see the potential, you know, and if and like you guys mentioned, Russell Wilson, you know, Kyler Murray, these, these really athletic quarterbacks and we get really envious of watching them all the time because they're so good. Uh, it'd be nice to have one of our own. Right. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun either way. Croc, I, I think what we saw, I think that is him right yeah. now. So I think you're, you're just going to get the ugly misses, but then you're going to also have the explosive plays, and you kind of have to live with both until he irons those things out. Getting to, to play starter, like starter's reps in practice, that's huge, right? That should benefit him right. from, from jump, from, from snap number one. Do you guys hear any of Debo's mic'd up? Yeah, I did. That, that was pretty awesome. He's, that was he great. Was I, know, I know. I love his energy, man. It's nonstop. Debo leading the league in receiving yards. He's been a huge bright spot for the 49ers. Such a fun player when he's healthy. And I hope he doesn't continue to get hurt because it's happened every single year. And Croc and I had talked about it earlier this offseason. And uh, Crocker had talked to some folks that are um, that are trainers and, and around athletes all the time. And he puts so much pressure on his body. And if he could be over those little nicks and, you know, the, the most of it's like um, soft tissue injuries and, you know, foot, that kind of thing. If he's over that, man. Mm. It's awesome. He's on pace for 2,000 yards. It's incredible. All right, good stuff. Looking forward to this weekend. It's going to be so much fun no matter who's playing quarterback. Croc and I are going to have fun with Alex Clancy and Bo Brock of Locked On Cardinals for another crossover Thursday. And then our final thoughts and keys to victory. Niners heading into week five. Coming up this week right here, Locked On 49ers. See you. Peace. I had no clothes. Just had a, a pair of sweats.